welcome to Fusion Fast Forward. We're building a bridge between the recent online retailer Fusion event and the in-person online retailer event in July in Sydney in partnership with online retailer Nora Network and Mouth Media Network in New York. I'm Mark Rako. Joining me today is Gabby Leibovich. He's one of two immigrant brothers who had no money, limited industry knowledge, amateur technical skills, and together they built some of Australia's most successful digital businesses with a combined exit valued at more than $1 billion. Also the author of an incredible book called Catch of the Decade, which really helps businesses understand how to build digital businesses and, and bridge them with brick and mortar. As co-founder of Australia's number one e-commerce group, uh, the Catch Group, or now it's called, it's known as, uh, as Catch, right? Catch Group uh, is a term we coined around 2012 because at the time we ran about five or six different brands, including Grocery Run, Mumgo, uh, Vino Mofo, Eat Now, and, and a bunch of others. <laughs> so we called ourselves the Great Catch Group. Uh, Scoopon was another one of them. Right. Uh, because our first business was Catch of the day that later on uh you know uh we changed the name to catch so your startup journey began when you left the sales floor of your dad's retail store and you started selling products on ebay and the landscape was very very different then uh things were about to change in a big way and you were in the right place at the right time right ready to ride the wave of innovation that was about to completely transform retail so my question is, is how do you think things are now compared to what at the time you imagined they would arrive by this point? Oh, my God. An interesting question because things <laughs> are so different in, in so many ways. But saying all that, uh, you know, I've been referring to 2021 as probably the best time ever to launch a digital business and probably the best time ever to also keep investing in digital businesses. As you can see, so much around us is being disrupted, uh, you know, during uh, during COVID. And, uh, you know, even though we had a lot of success in, in e-commerce and probably the best time ever to launch an e-commerce business was back in 2006, uh, we can still see amazing marketplaces and businesses being launched all around us in so many other verticals. Uh, everything is being disrupted from uh, education to real estate to HR, working from home, of course, retail and e-commerce, uh, etc. So, uh, you know, even though we sold our business back in uh, August of 2019, uh, chances are we sold our e-commerce business at the worst time ever to sell an e-commerce business, uh, simply because uh, all, uh, all retail and e-commerce got a massive boost uh, during COVID 2020. I've been referring to my situation as I feel like a retired soccer player watching the best game from the sidelines. And being an e-commerce player around 2020 and 21 uh, is, must be so much fun. And a lot of my friends and frenemies are, uh, are really having <laughs> the time of their life. Talking about frenemies, uh, Mark, the term was you know, initially told me by, by our common friend, Paul Greenberg, yes. who, is the, who is the founder of Nora. Of course. And Paul is about, uh, you know, 10 years older than myself. I recently turned 50, Paul is 60. And, uh, you know, I, I, I look to him as, as, as a mentor. And Paul told me that 
Gabby, you shouldn't really worry. I know that you feel a little bit, uh, you know, out of the game right now, but I promise you that the next uh, 10 years of your life will be the best 10 years of your life. And well, that, I mean, let me ask you that, Gabby. With that in mind, in 2020, when you when you spoke at uh, at Focus, you uh, you were promoting the launch of your first book, Catch of the Decade, and your talk shared key insights from the book that you know was around helping retailers launch, build, and sell a digital business. Given the realities of of the pandemic and what that's meant in terms of bringing additional attention to and necessity around e-commerce. Do you think that the points that you made in your talk and in your book uh, can be made identically today, or has the landscape changed in a way that that information needs to be updated? Absolutely identically, and I'll, I'll take it even to the next level. I mean, every day people reach out to me, mainly via LinkedIn, telling me how much they love the book. And it's amazing to see the variety and, and the range of, of people that come to me. And it could be anything from a university student uh, at the age of 19 to, uh, you know, leaders in, of conglomerates and, and large businesses, but especially the, the range of businesses. It could be people from education, uh, again, uh, real estate, or, or, or you, you name it. I think the lessons that we have in the book, even though we have learned them building uh, you know, e-commerce businesses or businesses that form some form of, form of transactions in the, uh, in the B2C place, those 200 lessons that we talk about are very, very transferable. They talk about things like uh, building relationships uh, with suppliers, building relationships with customers, building an amazing team and, and culture of success uh, and, and so on and, 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 and taking risks. And, and the, again, these are lessons that every entrepreneur uh, you know, could, could benefit from. Uh, I'm really loving, I mean, the book is four months old right now. We sold over 10,000 books, which is a really nice number for Australia for a, for a three-month period. Uh, 100% of it go to charity and it, it really gives me so much drive and energy to, 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 to be in touch with, with readers. I'm very happy to go with them for a coffee and, and a Q&A section. And the whole period of Corona was amazing because you can do a lot of Zooms similar to what we're doing right now and chat to uh, the 300 people at once uh, without actually needing to leave your house and uh, you know wear anything but your pajamas. So let me ask you this. Given that Australia's position right now in, the, in, the, in COVID is is a little uh, a little more comfortable than some other areas of the world. Uh, that may bring people into brick and mortar a, a little more aptly than in other places in the world. Even in New York right now, there's there's still a lot of people that won't go into a store, and and we're we're still fighting the fight here a lot a, a lot deeper at the moment. So my question is, uh, is this uh, is is it possible for Australian businesses to keep the momentum going in the uh, in in perhaps the acceleration of e-commerce, given the fact that you know that things have returned a little bit more to normal in Australia? Look, absolutely. There's a line I read recently in the papers, and it said something like, uh, "Once the genie is out of the uh, out of the, the bottle, bottle you, yeah. you can't you can't put it back in." And yes. uh, you know. 
looking at catch specifically or its frenemy Kogan, both of them reported an increase of about uh, a million unique customers that joined them in the last year. They jumped from roughly uh, 2 million unique customers, these are people that have purchased at least once during that period, to about 3 million unique customers. We're talking about numbers of you know retail jumping from about, call it 12% to possibly 16, people talking 20. The truth is no one really knows. One thing that we do know is that so many people have discovered online shopping uh, for the first time, if not in certain segments. For example, my wife has never used online shopping for groceries and supermarket. And of course, COVID was an amazing uh, you know, instigator for that. And now she loves uh, buying from Coles and Woolworths uh, online. Personally, I like walking in shopping centers and seeing what's going on out there. And uh, it, it's, not a, it's not a great experience right now. In Melbourne, we still need to wear a mask walking in a shopping center it's it's not a lot of fun uh, I definitely you know notice a lot less people but uh, you know shopping centers will need to evolve like uh, like everything else they'll need to pivot and think what's going forward probably add more services uh, bowling alleys and various uh, forms of uh, of entertainment uh, going back to the beginning of your question Australia has performed most likely the best place in the world uh, together with New Zealand in the way that they uh, you know tackled COVID I was in Canberra yesterday at Parliament House and I met with the Prime Minister as well as the Treasurer uh, they are doing a tremendous job. Wow, very, very proud, uh, you know, to be to be in Australia right now because we are more or less, you know, gone to uh, to a normal life. What do you think right now, Gabby, is the most important type of innovation that can be introduced at this stage of the uh, renaissance, if you will, of e-commerce? Uh, and online retail within Australia. Uh, is it is it about new tools for e-commerce to execute more efficiently and with more experience? Or is it about building the bridge between e-commerce and brick and mortar uh, so that the, the conversion that's happened with a lot of people, you know, it allows the retailer to touch the consumer at any point in their journey? I don't have an answer for you, Mark. It's a really tough question, but I would like to use the opportunity and highlight one element of e-commerce that got really massive in the last year and a half, and that's marketplaces. Of course, Americans have got used to that with, you know, 50% of Americans starting their shopping on Amazon. But would you believe that by mid-2017, there was only one marketplace in Australia, and that was eBay. Uh, we at Catch, we were the second marketplace. Uh, we launched ours in July 2017, and really proved to the whole market and to retailers that they really need to be where customers are. Uh, there's a massive shift to marketplace uh, sales right now all over the country. I believe there's about 17 or 18 marketplaces happening, and I know that a bunch of other uh, you know uh, leaders of e-commerce are building their own uh, their own form of marketplace. Uh, a lot of retailers have realized that, again, you need to be where the customers are. And some customers like to shop with Ebays and other like Catch and some others like Kogan and Temple and Webster and uh, Surfstitch and Maya and, uh, and so on. The opportunities uh, are massive. So uh, keep an eye on marketplaces. Uh, and, and again, marketplaces in, in, in any field. Uh, today's conversation is e-commerce. But uh, in, on the Australian ASX, uh, Airtasker is uh, 
uh, listing uh, this morning. High pages listed uh, at the other end of uh, 2020. And marketplaces are, are, are really here to stay. Customers love using them. They love the variety. They love the simplicity. And uh, everyone got their favorite. So uh, this is also a, a favorite area of mine, both in terms of uh, you know future investments and uh, potentially launching the next business. It's, uh, it's, it's a true love of myself and my brother. Does this really present an opportunity to democratize uh, the opportunity to retail within Australia in a, in a, in a new way through marketplace? Does it allow more people to have an, a retail business? Uh, or is it just going to change where retail is being uh, delivered, let's say? Look, I suppose it's a case of you can't really ignore the beast. Uh, as I mentioned, Catch and Kogan have 3 million uh, unique customers that love shopping from them specifically. I'm guessing Meyer has 2 million. And if I'm an owner of a brand, we actually use a certain line in, in our book, Catch of the Decade, and the book says something like, attention, arrogant retailers, you need to sell on marketplaces. Because a, a lot of retailers have been arrogant throughout the years. And trust me, uh, Mark, I've been seeing it over the last uh, 14 years, when we started in 2006, nine out of 10 brand owners refused to sell stock to us because we did not have a physical retail outlet right. or established brand. It's interesting how the world has completely changed and e-commerce players are certainly have known to uh, to be the place that aggregates consumers. So yeah, we definitely are in, in, in a good spot right now. One of the things that we're, uh, we're, seeing certainly in in America a lot, and I assume you're seeing in Australia too, as a focus is on the consumer experience as more and more online shopping uh, is, is becoming the norm, trying to create more of a consumer experience in that, whether it be in a marketplace or whether it be with a specific online brand. Um, and that may even involve a certain amount of storytelling, uh, creative storytelling, uh, and, and utilizing new tools to do that, whether that's, uh, you know, clickable video or whether that's involving audio or even integrating in some cases, uh, you know, uh, augmented reality. What do you think people are going to be most interested in experiencing? So there's two trends are happening all around the world right now, and it's easy for everyone to see. Number one is uh, social commerce. So commerce within your social media, uh, whether it will be uh, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, you name it. Uh, everyone is moving in that direction. I personally can tell you that I spend 50% of my online uh, phone time on either LinkedIn or Facebook. And, uh, you know, Everyone around the world seems to be, you know, fitting into certain certain boxes like that. My daughters do it on Snapchat and TikTok, etc. Uh, another trend that's, uh, you know, truly gaining momentum everywhere is uh, is video shopping. Uh, again, started uh, started in 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 China uh, in, in in a very very big way. Uh, lots of uh, you know major retailers like Macy's in America are uh, you know moving in that direction. I haven't seen anyone doing it seriously in Australia yet, but I'm guessing it's going to come uh, come to our shores in, in, in one form or another. Uh, at Catch of the Day, we've, be, we've spotted that opportunity quite a few years ago. Back in 2017, we launched a, a segment within Catch called Catch Live, where uh, you know every day we, we ran, ran, ran a television show 
of sorts, uh, online only, uh, basically uh, driving um, and, and highlighting certain products along the same concept that we launched at 2006 with Catch of the Day. Uh, online video shopping very much relies on the concept of FOMO, fear of missing out, with uh, you know a lot of animation. Uh, video is an amazing selling tool when it comes to uh, to online shopping, and uh, yeah, looking forward at uh, looking forward to see where it's all going to uh, move and who's going to take control of that space. Given what you know now, where things have arrived so far in online re- retail, uh, you know what happened in 2020, um, and the new innovations that have arrived since you even f- wrote the book, much less you know had your exit from the business. Uh, what uh, what have you learned since that might you might have gone about things a little different? Look, uh, I was joking this week that uh, when I write my second book, it'll probably start with the line uh, saying that uh, we have sold our business at the worst time ever to sell an e-commerce business. Uh, it's something that I have to admit is bothering me uh, every single day as I you know, read the newspaper and see how uh, prominent e-commerce is. Uh, people have been calling this period as a 10-year growth over a 10-week period, and, uh, and we have missed it completely. Uh, but saying that, I, th- I think it, it leads to a lot of opportunities. This book specifically has elevated our personal brand. Uh, every single week we meet with founders, uh, both uh, in a physical way or via Zoom. They could be sitting in Israel, uh, New York, or uh, London, or anywhere else. Uh, the opportunities are like never before. People want to deal with us. Yeah, I'm excited to say that, you know, in the last three weeks, myself and my brother have invested in three different companies that I cannot name yet, um, uh, which which definitely keeps us busy. I enjoy meeting entrepreneurs. We talk in the book on how I met uh, Nick Moldau, the founder of Afterpay, back in 2015, uh, not realizing the opportunity. And uh, I certainly don't want to miss out on meeting the, uh, the next Nick Molnar out there. One of the main premises of your book or the main themes in your book is about bu- building a, a- uh, you know, thoughts on building a business from small to large and eventually even into an exit, certainly a successful business, uh, telling your story as well as offering, you know, t- tips and, and ideas. Uh, first of all, would you say that's a fair way to characterize the book or am I off base? Yeah, absolutely. I think in Australia, you don't really need to push the book that hard because we've got the four logos on the page of the book, on the cover, and the logos of Catch, Menu Logs, Coupon, and Luxury Escape. Uh, you know, tell the consumers what the story is. Most have heard about the story. They don't recognize the face of myself and my right. brother. Uh, mm. So right now, if you were talking to a, 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 a someone just starting an online business or they were saying, I, I, I'm, I'm working on ideas that can be the next big innovation uh, in online retail, in e-commerce. Where, where would you tell them to aim? Wow, it's, 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 it's a tough one. Again, we started in 2006. One of the advantages and one of the reasons that we succeeded is that we didn't have that much competition because Meyer and David Jones and Jerry Harvey and JB Hi-Fi and, 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 and 
Coles and Woolworths were not selling online. Uh, and we had to compete against much smaller players. In a way, we were pioneers and it allowed us to, to build the path uh, for many others. I can tell you that there's not going to be another, you know, catch Kogan or Iconic launched from a garage in Melbourne or Sydney in the, <laughs> in, in, in the very near future. There certainly are still opportunities in uh, niche areas or certain categories, uh, you know, to build a successful business. It'll have to be innovative. But uh, the biggest problem is not coming up with the idea these days. Uh, it, it's, it's really building a database, and it's very, very hard to compete because, again, we never spent any money on marketing in our first five years in business, Mark. We grew by word of mouth because everyone discovered this new innovative uh, you know, site that sells products at really, really great prices. And that was our uh, point of sale, unbelievable deals, uh, building on the FOMO element and, 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 and free, free advertising. And today, nothing is free. It's so expensive to gain new customers, whether it's by uh, social media, Google, or, uh, or above the line. If I, if I was uh, starting a new e-commerce business, not a tool, but an actual business selling something, what would you say is the first thing right now I need to be paying attention to? There's going to be 20 things I have to pay attention to, but what's the first one? <laughs> Look, when it comes to e-commerce in such a congested market, uh, the first one would really have to be your model. What are you offering to the market right now that is not available or done as well by the current players? It's the literally billion-dollar question. It's no longer a million-dollar question because billion-dollar businesses in e-commerce are, are, are leading that market right now. Um, I wish you lots of luck. <laughs> Jeez, I thought I could get that secret sauce of one question. There is no secret sauce. No, but, but you know, the, the thing is, is there, there's so many new tools out there and there's so many focuses. You know, I need to focus on storytelling. I need to focus on uh, the way I'm communicating with the customer. Is it going to be a, a new kind of chat bot? Am I going to communicate through text messaging? Am I... Uh, am I doing a video? Am I utilizing TikTok? Am I, you know, it's tough to know where to aim, where you start. Um, yes. Do you have any guidance about how one thinks through that? So look, my, my, my answer is in order to try and create something unique and innovative in e-commerce in the next year or two, it's going to have to be some form of a disruptive model. Apart from that, you can just use the existing models and try and do it better. And you can win, win segments by executing better than your competition. But referring to my comment from before, good luck, because it's so hard. The competition is experienced. The competition is financed. Uh, they've got all the right people. And again, pe the people are the, the ones that, uh, you know, make those 1,000 decisions that make the difference between success and failure. Uh, and I touch on all those elements uh, within the book. Sorry, Mark, for not giving you uh, the secret sauce. I mean, had I known it, I would have launched that business tomorrow. Well, you, you can't blame a guy for trying. So uh, in all seriousness, now, will you be speaking at the uh, in-person online retailer in July? Is that on the slate for you? I've been recently speaking to anyone that uh, wants to talk to me. Very happy to share from my knowledge, meet new people. In the book, we talk about the concept of uh, you got to get off your ass and shake hands and go to conferences because that's where the opportunities are. And uh, that's where you're going to meet the next uh, the next Nick Molder uh, or, or, or find the next model. It's all about building relationships 
and I've been doing it forever, and I intend to keep on doing that. So as you get on stage uh, at Global Retail or Online Retailer or wherever you have an opportunity to speak, I'll, I'll finish with this question. What's coming out of your megaphone right now? What is your primary message that you're leaving behind other than to make sure you're at these kind of events? Mark, I don't plan anything. I never prepare any uh, any spreadsheets or presentations. I just go online and I talk just like I did talk to you today. We can do it over a five-minute period or over a 50-minute period. Uh, <laughs> I believe in the following line, you don't have to have a good memory when you tell the truth. And I simply tell my story. It's a very interesting story. I'm very proud to say that at the age of 36, I had absolutely nothing. And I was there at the right place at the right time. And uh, I'd love to tell those stories. And I believe that people love listening to them. And I hope that it will keep inspiring the next generation of Aussie entrepreneurs. The opportunity is massive and it's right in front of us. So, Gabby, how can people find your book? I know it's everywhere. How can they connect with you in any way that you want to invite them to do that? The book is called Catch of the Decade. It sells in all the usual places. Uh, Amazon, Booktopia, Catch, of course, etc. I am uh, addicted to LinkedIn. Uh, people reach out to me every day, and I always reply to them, no matter who they are. And uh, I end up meeting many of them as well. Uh, I'm a simple guy. I'm available and uh, always happy to meet great people. Thank you very much, sir. It was so great to talk with you and continued great fortune. And I hope the next big deal that you have is, uh, is, is, is one you're always proud of. <laughs> Thank you. It's a pleasure talking to you. All right, everybody. That's it for this episode of Fusion Fast Forward. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. I'm Mark Waco. Have a great day.